first floor. I hope everybody's getting excited by excited by this binion as I am. First floor, Talmud. Second floor, all my faculty. Shmias Ozen, Arichas Hasayim, Binas The third floor, Yira and Yira alone, which we're saying means two basic ideas, seeing the Torah for what it really is, which is its Ratz and Hashem, an idea we went into less, but that I perceived that the Torah is the main topic of the Torah. This is how Revolb used to say it is, Ratz and Hashem, and that every part of Shas is another Pina, another corner in that building, and without understanding the year is there, so the Torah doesn't really relate to it. And what we brought down more recently uh, was making sure that I'm absorbing and not going on and on and on, that my year of Shemayim pushes me to focus and make kinyanim and absorb and assimilate, etc. Whereas opposed to in Chachma, sometimes the driving Chachma is just go on and on and on and on and on. The year of Shemayim says this is a warehouse. The year of Shemayim Otsro, year is an Otsro, year is a warehouse that pushes me to say, wait, stop learning more and more, absorb this, bring it into your life. And that was so important. We spent two weeks on that topic, and I wish we could talk about it more. And really, it's a whole, it's really a VOD topic for itself. And the important idea that I understood in my own growth in this topic was that as opposed to before where I put Yira on the third floor. Year was only on the always on the third floor. It was just a room in the third floor. And now I gave it a floor of its own because I think the ideas that we've described are so uh, so hush and so and we see in Chazal, Yerasashemiotro, that as much as it's one of the Kinyanim, I think it's a central floor on its own. So now, right, we get to the fourth floor. The what I see it as, and you'll see I hope as the picture gets more and more full, you'll see the development of the of the binyan more and more is the fourth floor is the midas that have to accompany Torah, right? There are midas which have to be there, right? I mean, that's you know, beautiful. You have Talmud, you have giving your faculties over, you have your Shemayim, and now there are accessories, accompaniments, which are necessary for this thing. There's, you know, the basics of being a good doctor, just as a mashal ba'alma. You know, you have to know a surgeon, let's take a surgeon, right? He has to know a lot of medicine. He has to have a steady hand. He has to listen to new methodologies. Without that, he's not starting. Now, also, he has to have a good bedside manner, right? That's less the zach itself, but without it, you're deeply lacking as a physician, let's say. So, of course, that's just a muscle, and I'm not a very, very not exact muscle. So now we run into two midos, which, because I'll put further on And again, I want to share that this is really my, you know, putting the Midos together. Before I revealed this to myself four or five years ago, I'd understood them as 48 separate ideas with no order. And Baruch Hashem, I saw an order uh, at some point, which eventually broke down. And we'll see how far we get through this week, this year. And I have an explanation for that. But at least the bidding goes up seven, eight floors until the, the I didn't understand the Seder. But here we are seeing a Seder, which I think makes a lot of sense. And that's something that, that that's my Chiddush. Uh, as far as I know, I've never seen anybody else say it, and it's my Chiddush Baruch Hashem. So, so, and that's what we add this for. So th- now it makes sense, right? And, and you'll see, we'll see next week how it continues to make sense in a beautiful way. So let's talk about these two things, Anav and Simcha. Those are the next thing, and that's the fourth floor. The fourth floor of Kenyan Torah is Midos, which are necessary. It's not the thing itself, just like I gave the mushroom with the, the surgeon and bedside manner, right? Everybody understands Maybe in a certain way you could be a surgeon without it, but it's something I'm not saying you can be in a Tamil without these things. They're all Kenyani Taurus, you need all of them, but it's a step away from the 
the, the part I want in the Marshall Nimshal is it's a step away from the basic thing. That's what I want to see, right? You, you don't imagine when you think of a Tamil Chacham, you're always thinking Simcha and Anivas, not necessarily, right? But you don't imagine a Tamil Chacham without, without, um, you don't imagine a Tamil Chacham without Talmud. Okay, so these are Midos and Itzrachas, necessary Midos for the Shlemus of the Kenyan Torah on a very basic level. Now, what are these about? Let's talk about both of them together. And of course, each one needs its own explanation. Anava. So the Maral's Lashen is no less than, it's a Siba Rishon Torah. It's the first thing that brings to Torah. That's what Siba Rishon Torah means. Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu was Anami Kol Adam. And obviously his Hasaga in Torah was a Hasaga that no one else got to, right? Tachsirel Ma'am Melukim. He had 49, the 49 Sharma open in front of him. And so we see clearly in the Mepharshim that it's so necessary. We see by Mayim, the Chazal compared Torah to water. Everybody's thirsty to go to water. What's the derech of water? It leaves a, leaves a makum gavo and goes down to a makum namuch, right? That's what makes what anybody who's ever dealt with water damage. Ritivut uh, in Israel, we have lots of that. Um, I forgot what's it called in America. Ritivut. Ritivut. Everybody knows what it is too, but right? Water goes, it, it seeps, it, it, and it's amazing. It gets everywhere. So it goes down. So Tutara goes down to a, to a low place. On a basic level, I have in my notes the idea that Anivas lets you learn from every, every person. Right? And that, let's not just take it to the taxi driver and to your grandparents and to the older person in shul and the younger person in shul, the kid, etc. That's what we call them, even in Torah. Right, there could be someone. I could be at a high level in my Torah learning. I learned many years in yeshiva, etc. And I see it's beneath me to go and ask uh, someone younger a question. Right, that's going to hold you back from your kinyan Torah. Right, obviously it's good me that the company in all things. They call them in all aspects of life, but even in Torah you have that. I can't ask that guy. You know, in yeshiva sometimes you know, there's a big thing about the sh- different levels of shiurim. The fourth year guy, someone asks the third year guy, the fourth year guy, the first year guy. Have the first year guy who knows that masechta, right? So you're a chashav a guy, you know, you're chasen already, whatever. Maybe you're saying kaburis, but this guy's a piece of information you know. So the the anivus, the humility, has to tell you. I'll go ask from him if he knows something. Uh, what what's the what's the, what's the bizayin, right? You'd be a chashav a rav, uh, being masada kedushin somewhere. And there's someone there, a young avreich who knows something you don't know, and you're you're sitting in the sugya, and you have a few minutes between the and the uh, meal while the pictures are going and before Marv, and you know this guy happens to see having that masak, he looks like a good guy. He ask a question, I he's younger than you. You have a frock and he uh and and he's uh, no beard even, he's a young guy. No, you ask the question, why not? That's Anivas. It says, of course, Rabhaim Velajna brings down that's why Rabhaim Velajna brings down the base hill. He possibly base hill. Why we possibly those because they're so smart. So the Gemara and Avon says, because they're Nochen Baluvenheim, that they had humble characteristics. So that's a wonderful riot. So that's just some of the sources about Anivas, how they speak about it. I want to take it in my own Lushen, which certainly fits with everything we've said, certainly, but I think it gives a little bit of a different tone. So listen well now. To me, the whole pursuit of Torah is built on humility. I recognize I'm nothing, and I know nothing, and whatever, whatever I understand is Ketiv Minayam. Whatever I've understood in Torah, 
right? Even Rukhaim Balashik is certainly, even Rukhaim, excuse me, even Rukhaim Kanievsky, but certainly us, a hundred thousand times over, is a drop from the Yam because the Torah is endless and endless and endless and endless. And certainly those who don't know Kola Torah Kula on a basic level, which is everybody listening, Ani Barosham. Let's not even talk about one Masechta. Well, not it's not even talking about one Parak. Well, let's not talk, even talking about talking about Shas, Babli, Yerushalmi. There's so much to learn. Nach, the Midrashim, the Masechta's Katanas. In a simple way, the Torah is it's overwhelming. So someone who so someone has to have humility towards that, right? There's a beautiful Misa with the Mochiach of the Balatanya. The Balatanya had a Mochiach, someone who gave him Musar. I heard this from my Rashi So. <laughs> So he said like this, Mochiach said, listen, anything I know, you know. And there are a lot of things that you know that I don't know. But there are a lot of things that you don't know and I don't know. So many. And we think about all the things that both of us, all the things that both of us don't know. So the difference between you and me isn't so much. I'll say it again, right? This is what the Mochiach said to the Balatanya. Now we have to understand what the Balatanya was. We both say, Balatanya was a gone otsum in Kabbalah. It's not a doleadoris, alamdin, his bekiyas and his archava, what he knows, and Lukute Torah and Shulchan Acharav, the Mishnah Burbank Shulchan Acharav. He doesn't need a haskama, right? Shulchan Acharav was just something incredible. Whatever I know, you know, for sure. There's nothing I know that you don't know. And there are millions of things that you know that I don't know. But you know what? There are billions of things neither of us know. And when we think about the billions of things that neither of us know, the millions of things you know more than me isn't that significant. That's basically what he said. Then he said the Baal time he started crying. That's what I heard from our Rashiba. That that really says the point. Torah is 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 mamish endless. Arukumiaritz mida. Don Segel says that even the mida of the Torah is arukumiaritz. Not not just that arukumiaritz mida means its measurement is bigger. So Don Segel beautifully said the thing you would measure the Torah with, even if you want to, what measuring stick you want, you know, light years, even that is bigger than the whole world. Arukumaritz me that it's endless. Two thousand Mishalom, Shlomo Melcha, two thousand Mishalom for each thing. Balatanya actually, since we mentioned the Balatanya, Balatanya says, What was two thousand Mishalom? So you think it means he had two thousand Mishalom why with wise. I want to explain a concept. Some people like this explanation. Some people like that explanation. Like I know I know I have my guys that like sports, so you know, so I can give a sports muscle. You have the business people, they like a business muscle. And then you have the women want a, well, a women's muscle. But it's the same idea, listen well, with three different Mishalom. No, 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 no. When Shlomo Melech had 2,000 Mishalom, listen to what the 2,000 Mishalom he had. He's trying to explain this amazingly deep concept, and he needs Mushal A to explain the concept. But Mushal A is still so deep that he has to need Mushal B to explain Mushal A. But Mushal B is so deep it needs Marshall C to explain Marshall B. And Marshall D needs to explain Marshall B. That's the way it is. That's what the Balatanya says somewhere, Likute Torah. That, and Shlom had 2,000. There were 2,000 levels of Avon, and not 2,000 width-wise. It doesn't mean Shlom was really creative and he came up for something with every person. It's talking about the depth of the Torah. So imagine one thing of Torah had 2,000 levels of Havana to Shlomo Melech. So what are we? So, But here's the point. So to me, Humility is just the basis. Imagine this second, you know, a person learning, let's say he knows Nashim Zikin well or whatever, knows him a well, and he starts to feel haughty about himself. You know, I know so much, and this people ask me questions, or a person becomes a rub in a shul, or a person, and we can talk about it, and I'll bring it down a little bit more. A person becomes a rub in a shul, and some people ask him questions, he sees and knows as the answer, and he starts to get full of himself. Look, I know. Or someone teaches in a seminary. My Rabbi Yaakov always says, people teach in seminaries, people teach belly chuba, so people think you know a lot because they don't know so much. 
So it's no offense to anybody, of course. You know, so now you start, oh, people ask me questions, I can ask them. Psh. So the guy of a naturally is menapechas, fill this up. But you're so chaser from the etzim bikushat Torah then, because it's like that mice with the balatani. You don't get it. The Torah is so big, and you're you're being misfired a little bit. You know, you have to have simcha that sasa and simcha, of course. Bor Hashem, I was masik whatever you're masik, but to know it's just a tipim and a yam. So that's my understanding of why humility is so basic to the Torah. Because when I'm dealing with something which is so endless, if I don't understand it, if I understand it's endless, and if I understand it's endless, I can't really feel gaiva. And if I, and if I feel guy, it means I'm not really understanding it's endless. I think that what I know is what it is. So you're not you're not learning Torah anymore. You're you're out of it. Is the idea clear? All right, you understand what I'm saying? That's, they said. Ask the story goes. I don't remember the exact mice, but it was Eric like this. Someone went to Ravon Leib Diamond or Godel, and he and he said to him, "I was thinking about getting a new car, but I'm worried it'll bring me gaiva. So should I get the car? This story. I think maybe want to get a fancier car. So he said. Barak like this. Do you know Shas? He says, no. Huh. You know a Masechta? No, no. You know Ten Blot? No. You don't even know Ten Blot? What are you going to feel gay about? Get the car. Well, what do you feel gay <laughs> What do you feel gay about? Sir Bosai, we all understand that. I know myself. We, we all pump ourselves up. Now, again, we're not talking about a hel- it's healthy for a person to feel good about his accomplishments. V'chule, v'chule, we know that talk. But the point is like this. One last time. Torah is endless. Right? The sagas are endless. The places to go are endless. One sugi is endless. The author counsels a person can spend his whole life on one on one maimer chazal. You see, it's endless. You open up, you understand the chazal one way. That someone asks another question, it says another way. You learn a sugi this way. You open up a chazanish. It's ten steps ahead of you. It's endless. It's just endless. So therefore, the anivus, the humility, is such a necessary component of Torah. Because if you don't have humility, you're not understand. If you don't have humility, you're going to constantly break the Torah down to be something it's not. You know. But let's let's talk about even when you approach an Anamgadol. The person of Gaiva wants, and I had I, an acquaintance one time, I only call him acquaintance, he's always dropping names. I'm friendly with this one, friendly with that one. He didn't understand what a Gadol was. You know, you, you don't understand that Rosh Shapiro lives in a whole different world than you, or Volba lives in a whole different world than you. So you're not understanding him. You're breaking, your Gaiva pushing you to break it down into something which is graspable to you, which is which is equal to you, etc. That's all Gaiva, but it's not the truth. So you're living in a dreamland. You have no Shaikhus the Torah. That's my understanding, okay? Good. And everybody's heard about that. Joy, simcha, I think is a little bit more of a chiddush, right? Less common to think that. I think everybody's heard enough shmuzim about anivas in Torah and humility in Torah. We've heard stories of Gudom that have humility. But right afterwards, on its heels, the mission says simcha. Right? It's And it's notable first that it's on our list of 48 things. And it's notable that it's this high on the list, right? And that's an assumption that what's high on the list is more essential, which is a challengeable assumption, but certainly in my, where I'm learning that it's all about this binion, right? And it's right next to Anava. My goodness. So what's the idea of that? Now, here we get to a very important Hakdam, which I don't think we've had to say yet. Could be I touched on upon it, but even if I've touched upon it, it's well worth sharing again. The Kenyani Torah, anybody who studies them well, sees two or three basic ideas in what the idea of a Kenyan is. Of course, a Kenyan means something necessary to acquire. Fine. In what way? So they're part of the Kenyan Torah work in a practical way, right? Talmud. If you're not learning practically, you're not going to get anywhere in learning, right? But so that it's on a practical level, on a down-to-earth level, but a tangible level. But they also work sometime in a more essential, in Hebrew we'd say more be'etzim, a spiritual level, as we'll try to explain here. 
right? And in fact, by Simcha, we find these two things, as I'll explain. First, let me read. On a practical level, what does Simcha have to do with learning? What, what, what does joy have to do with learning? So, Maral brings down the Gemara neighboring. To learn, you need a dust school. You need a clear dust. Right? Someone has a fight with uh, their partner, a fight with their wife, whatever, and they go to Seder, and they're all tzimisht, as we say in Yiddish, right? It's very hard to learn in such a situation. You can push through, but when the, when the day isn't slew, when you're, when you're worried about things, when you feel guilty about things, you have, you're anxious, you have stuff in your mind, you can't think. So when a person's besimcha, let's say in a, in a light way, not in a kalas roshtika way, right? Not in an inappropriate way, but a person is feeling good, that feeling, ah, that, that's on that, that, ah, that clear-headedness is something that's needed for learning. We know that the Gemara in Shabbos tells us that you started the sugi off of B'dichas Adas, tell a joke that opens up the heart. The Teferi Sisral says when you're simply you grasp things well. The Ruach Chaim says you can more learn a lot more in one hour with joy than you can learn many hours without joy. Good. So those are in practical ways. And I think everybody, if, they, if you think it over a little bit, right, take the moment, turn off the tape, just think about it. When a, when a person's joyful, and it has etc. et cetera, not heavy and not anxious and not depressed, not in that, you understand things better. Just the mind goes in. And by the way, that's so important for those who are involved in chinuch sometimes. You can see a very bright kid who's distracted and he's not going to learn. Your Talmud's problem is not a brain problem and it's not a remedial problem. It's not any other problem. Problem is you said there's marital problems. And the, that's the problem. The parents are fighting and the kid's feeling it or divorced parents, et cetera, or, or all different types of things. Maybe the father lost his job and that's, that 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 ruach is in the and the kids coming to school with that. So don't give him a hard time. Take a step, take a sec, step back, and think about the kid, etc. And then he'll be matzliach. But uh, so often, so often is necessary. It's, it's something deeper going on. Okay. Being in a state of joy makes it a lot easier to learn. Now, therefore, if you're down. Besides all the other reasons to get out of your funk, right? <laughs> if you're serious about learning, know that this is downside is hurting your learning. I think some people would take, you know, sometimes people are so well situations they don't have to because, you know, okay, I'm depressed, I'm down, et cetera. But if you understand your learning is at stake, one of the Kenyan Torah is Simcha and you're a depressive nature. And I don't mean being a depressed, depressed clinically, but even less than that, you're being down is going to mean, according to Chazal, you're going to learn less. So you have to, you have to find the means and methods to get yourself happier. Learning takes a lot of effort, a lot of oomph. And the more you're up at a peak performance, the more you can tap into all that and, and un unleash your mind onto the Hale Torah. At a side point, I also want to say that sometimes I find myself, I'm a little bit down and I push myself to get into learning. So learning itself helps me be happier, which is nice. Okay, but there's more to it, as we said. So that's more on the practical level. Simcha helps on a practical level. My mind's working well. I'm up, I'm pumping, I'm getting it. I'm geschmack, let's go, can do, got it. But it's more than that. Listen to the Maharal's Lashon. Kishuhu b'simcha hu b'shleimut. V'roi l'torah shushalim. Wow. Kishuhu b'simcha hu b'shleimut. Simcha and shleimut, simcha and completion go together. And there you're shayach to the Torah, which is shalim. So now this, before going into exactly how simcha works, I want to just take a step back to the, our introductory stage, our, our hakdama stage. And it says like this. This is a more be'etza, more essential 
way of looking at the Kinyani Torah. It's not just that I need to do this thing because practically Talmud I have to learn because if I don't learn, I won't know. Simcha I have to be happy because otherwise I can't know, right? If I, if I, not, if I don't accept these serums, so then every time my, my, my foot hurts, I won't learn. True, those are those are, that is those are true mahalfim. But maral especially often goes into something more be, what we call be'etzim, more uh, essential, more as it is. The Torah is a cheptzah shleimus, and the more you're shalim, the more you're shaykh to it. And the more I'm shaykh to the Torah, the more I can be kona the Torah. It's like a couple that really jives with each other, right? A couple that you see it. Sometimes young man and young woman, right? They're going out. Oh, they really get it. They're just, they're driving, right? So there's, they're, they're hitting a point of similarity or opposites attract, whatever. And they're attracted to each other because because there's something there which which is bringing them to, down. I want to explain like this. Let's say Beisham and Beisel. The way I understood from Yisrael Salanta and, and or Yisrael is that there were Beisrael and Beisham were two different approaches, two different halakhim. He calls it Mezik Tivim. They had a different way about them, right? And that's how someone ended up a Beishamit because someone ended up a because they saw that, like, oh, Beishamit, that's the way I approach things. If it's more paid, if it's more bedin, whatever it is, Beis Hill, I see Beis Hill's way of doing things. I don't know if there were families, but that's how did someone become a Beishamit? It wasn't just hills in my area, it was something deeper than that, right? Just like, you know, really, a lot of the way we end up with Rebbe, just who we end up with, right? But people were, of action more, they search out people who kind of, like, and this Rebbe kind of spoke my language, this one didn't. Hopefully for good reason, not because one time he stared at me the wrong way. I was super sensitive and rejected him. But means that that, that headspace sp- speaks to me. I'm shaykh then. So Beisham Beisil were two mahalchem, two approaches, two two natures. And then the people that were shaykh to Shammai's approach became Beisham. The people who were shaykh to Hill's approach became Beisham. Now let's say you take a Beisham and you stick him into the Beisilo. You take a Beisil and you can stick him into Beisham. Eventually it's not going to, it's just, it's it's a law, it's a law, it's a law, it's not me. So here's the here's the point, friends. The Torah is a real thing. It has properties. It lives and it breathes, right? It, it's it's an essence. And when my essence and your essence is closer to the essence of the Torah, you become more shy to the Torah. In a, it's it's stronger than the segula because segula just makes it sound like there's no measure. It's it's a logic, but it's not a practical logic. It's a essential logic. It's not you learn more now you get. It's that I'm shaykh to the Yani Torah, and I'm shaykh to the Yani Torah, then I can be shaykh to the Torah itself. All right, you got it? Okay, hope everybody gets it. Take, take a second before going on to get this point. Now, that, by the way, is also a deeper way of understanding. We see in Chazal, when you learn more, you can learn more. Why? Why? Because the more, more Torah I put in my body, the more I'm shaykh to the Torah, right? Not just, again, not just on one level, on the practice, let's look at that. I learn more. Oh, now practically, I know more so I can make more connections. Right, that's practical. On a deeper level, I'm more shaykh to Torah. It's a more shaykh to Torah, so the more Torah can go into me. Right? Good. Now, right, matzah minas mina. Right, matzah minas mina. I'm a min Torah, and the Torah shaykh to me. Thank you. So back to simcha. So now, the more shalom you are, the more besimcha you are. And the more shaykh you So Torah, everybody I think understands that Torah is shalim, right? Kadosh Baruch is shleimus. Torah is his iker emanation. Sid, of course, is eminent. Torah is shem tamimah, meshivas nafesh, right? Torah, mamash rabbi, the rabbi, the rabbi, the covers every aspect of our life. It's it's everywhere. It's everything. It it sees all. It was the it was a blueprint, right? Ain't shleimus god omizeh. We can't understand shleimus greater than the Torah, really. So, but here's the interesting thing. 
Maral didn't say Torah is not happy. Torah is showing. When you're besimcha, you're shy to shleimus. And when I'm shy to shleimus, I'm shy to Torah. So what's that? So the Maral speaks about this in a few places. I just want to touch on it because we've gone along already. But <clears throat> I think by the Shira, the Maral says, what, what was the Shira? The Shira is an ultimate expression of, Shira is an ultimate expression of joy, right? Az Yashar when we saw the mitzvah, because that was that was the shleimus, right? Until then, especially, I don't remember if the Maral says this specifically, especially seeing each person, you saw the mitzvah that gave you a hard time, you saw him dead, right? He, so the whole thing made sense now. There was 210 years of servitude, and we went out, and still, but even after we went out, they're still running after us. It's like a schmuck. Are we going to die? It was nice to be free, but we're running. And then suddenly it's all done. They're, they're done, and we even see those, we see the midah kenegah midah. So the whole thing came together. And at that point, when, when you're b'shlemus, when it's all together, then you're b'simcha, and then you can say shiro. And if you think about it, on a simple level, a, a, nezel, a nezim, by the way, uh, like a nose ring, is called a shira, shirim, shirim in uh, the Mishnah, right? So in, a shirim in uh, Aramaic, because it's, it's circular. It's, when the circle is closed, that's when there's shira, okay? So so that's that's what shlemus is all about, a, a closed circle that, that there's completion, right? When I... When when I get it, then I feel like that like, you make a siyum masechta. That's it. Nowhere else to go. That's simcha. Until then, I'm pushing through. I'm chaser. I, I haven't. You know, I, another daf to do. Another daf to do. Another daf to go. But when I'm there, so then there's a shlemus. So this is my, very maralian, but I think it makes sense. That's also on a simple level. I want to explain it like this: that a lot of times I know for myself when you're not shalom, it's because you feel a certain guilt in you. You know what I mean? Not the Ishlamist that something's way beyond me, but I feel guilty, you know, and I'm not doing this. A little Lashon Hara, a little this, a little that, whatever. Each person, each person knows where he's closer, each person where he knows where they're lacking. So that lack of Shlamist means my joy is 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 halted. My joy is tainted because I'm really happy about that. But, you know, but I know I'm not really who I should be in 10 other ways. And that makes me not, that holds back my simple. So on a simpler level, that's a way of understanding this idea of morale. That, that the simcha and the shleimus go together. The more shalimah I, I am, that. So for all those reasons, simcha goes with Torah, right? By the way, I want to put the two members of this of this uh, floor together, anivas and simcha, right? The more an, the more you are in an anav, and this may be also why Chazal put it together, the more you're in an anav, the more simcha you can be in. Allow me to explain that briefly in three ways. Mr. Cool. Number one, Mr. Cool can't get too jovial because it's not cool. It's not cool to be that happy, right? <laughs> you know, like my kids know, like I laugh at my own jokes. Why? They're funny. You know what I mean? Oh, it's not cool. Like what? what, what I shouldn't laugh at them. You know, I'm not so. They're funny jokes. Baruch Hashem, some at least I think so. You know, so it's like, why should I laugh? Oh, it's not like, it's no, that's not the way. I'm not talking about as a professional comedian, but if it's a funny joke, you laugh. Like well, no airs about you, right? So an un has no airs. So he, he doesn't have any of that of that, um, he doesn't have any of that, what is the word they use? Armor, right? Armor, carrying around your armor, it stops you from being happy. So the Anav, who has no airs about him, is just joyful. Like, uh, it's funny. Life's nice. Life's a dream. No, I, it's not like cool. So what? Okay, that's shot. Anivus, another level, let's want to be some Echbechelko, right? Anivus. Everybody hears that the Gaiva wants more and more and more. Gaiva stops him from being Samech Bechelko. The Anav is Samech Bechelko, and for sure that opens up to happiness. Yeah, I'm Samech Bechelko, so I'm happy. And finally, 
deeper, so they saw once in a the middle of the neshama, that's a, you have to understand that we have a fountain of joy inside of us. Our neshama is happy, our, our soul is happy, our nefesh is happy, right? We're happy, Betsam, inside. We, we know we're being happy. Ella, what? We add layers to ourselves which clog us and let our natural joy not come out. So the anav who lives more of a simple life, a lot of those layers go off. So you can tap into his inner happiness. Okay. So again, so the two things on the on two members of the fourth floor are on Anivas and Simcha, which try to explain a little bit. And my understanding of the connection between them is that through more Anivas, you can be more joyful because you don't have to be cool. Just no airs. If it's funny, laugh, right? Anivas allows you to be Samech Bechelko. You're not looking for more all the time. You're living a simple life. Good. Good enough. And deeper, Anivas lets you tap into your inner joy that we all feel. And that the reason we don't feel a lot of times is because all the layers that are on top of us and Anivas lets you tap into that. So that's maybe a connection between those. So mostly you see there's a lot to unpack here. We spoke out a lot about Anivas, a lot about Simcha and the connection to them. We'll see what we do next time, but I just want to make the Kabbalah like this. Okay, the first part, we have a four-part Kabbalah, really three that are four. One is, I want everybody to cause this four floors to this point. Like, just like I have it clear in my head, Talmud, and then these three, and then Yira, and then this, and understand what each floor is, because I think it gives us a sense as much as we're going with this Mahalach of, 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 a, of a, a binion, which Chazal are building for us, that hopefully we revealed. So I want you to have that picture also, not just as a shtickle Torah, kind of like relating to what we said about Yira, right? Chazer, the idea of the four floors to the point you have the picture in your head, and it's a nice picture, and it's Chaval not to imbibe it. Okay, next. I want everybody to rank themselves in terms of Simcha and Nibis, okay? And now, I want to be very ambitious here uh, in a careful way. And especially since we don't have a lot of time to go into these things, but I think it'd be really cool if everybody thinks to themselves, like, what is one very, very, very small change you can make in your life, which will bring you more simple? Take time over the week and think about it. You know, wow, simple is important. Anivas is important, right? What's one really small change I can make and make myself a little bit happier? Maybe instead at the end of the week, you treat yourself to a candy bar. You know, maybe that's it. A week you work well in, right? Maybe it's letting yourself read something you like. Maybe it's sitting and going to nature. I, but, you know, Simcha is so important. And and by the way, you know, we know depression is getting worse and worse in the world today. But, you know, like, what's, we don't have a lot of time to go into it. And all these things are topics of Avad themselves. But I, I want to give a bigger picture of Kinyani Torah. And we'll see perhaps later next week we'll go more into it. But as I think, I don't know, it just hit me as I was working on the Vod, like, you know, one change, you know, one change I can make. You know, if I did this, it would be a little bit. It doesn't have to be all the time. I don't mean some do some. That's a very, very big change, right? Something will make you constantly more joyous. But what's something I could do that will make me in a regular way more more joyous? Some people it's exercising. Some people it's drinking more water. Some people it's like learning. Maybe it's learning a little bit of chassidus. You never give yourself a chance to, you know, well, but but to, to identify that, you know, if I would do this for five minutes a week or ten minutes a week, some weekly activity, some some person you speak to, maybe it's being to that uncle, you know, but I could, I, I want to join, I want to bring my joy factor up to just a little, little, little bit because it's such an important thing. 
And also the same thing um, in to have more anivus. Like, what's one thing you could do? Be just a little bit more shy to to humility. You know, if I would if I would think of this thing on Fridays, you know, it's very powerful to. Uh, let me just say, it's very powerful to have like these habits. I think I told some of you that I read this top book called Atomic Habits. Whatever, but I don't go into it now. It's a whole. We should make a vod on this book. It's such a good book. But really, it's a very, very powerful book. One of the points he makes is you have like these little stations. You, ha- you stack a habit. You connect one thing to another thing. Maybe once a week, to, you know, is it a hisbonanus? Is it learning Masil Hisharim? Is it Chazarim Masil Hisharim? But, you know, these are important things. They're, these are basic midas to Torah. We're working on Kenyani Torah. Things like Shemir Sa'oz and Arikha Sa'im, you're always kind of running into. Yura is a constant thing, you know. Another and simple often get pushed to the side. Like, what are very small changes? Okay, so those are four things I was, I was hoping. It's a very ambitious week. Or have a stacking, right? It's very, it's ambitious. It's an ambitious week. It's before Shavuot, it's before Kabbalah Satar. It's a good time to be a little ambitious. And Ruchnius, I want Chaz of the Four Floors. You should know it as well as I know it. Um, rank, what am I better at? Simcha and Yir, or Simcha or Anivas, not a hard one. And then, like, what's a small change I could do to bring myself like a real change? Small one, super small, super small, but just one iota. You know, I would say something you do maximum once, maximum once a day. Uh, minimum once a week, less than that probably w- won't be so significant. You know, but what, what, what once a week activity, limud, something I could do to make myself a little more happy. What's the what's a one a day, maximum one a day minimum once a week minimum I could do to to make shaykhs to to anivas a little bit. And as we've seen in general in our vadim, with this all end, that if you can make that small change in something and stick to it, you know, that's how eventually become great. Enough small things, kovitz al yad yarba. Enough small change eventually gets someone to to greatness. And we shall be zoka to. Makabal the Torah, and as I said, we're going to keep going in Kenyani Torah for sure. Next week is already still the Yemei Tashlumen, Tashlumen Achag, but even after that, uh, so we're going to still continue it through the summer, Rez Hashem, and there's a lot more to talk about in Kenyani Torah. Kol Echad Mabad, Kulom Biachad, and everybody should be and have a wonderful Yom Tov.